Welcome along to the Make It Count podcast. My name is David. And I'm Matt. And we We're are, the Taylor Bros. We're the Taylor Bros, yes. And we Good are currently not using artificial intelligence to write our episode scripts. Because no. we don't have any episode scripts. <laughs> yes, true. We don't even have a full full blown intro and outro script. No, it's just kind of a general a, idea. Yeah, we have a general idea, and that general idea is get to it as quickly as possible. Um, mm. So, Matt, what are we talking about today? He asked me as I'm about to take a drink. Yeah. Um, today, we are talking about control and ownership. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I think we're talking about. Yeah, that's what we've, we've briefly come to before we started actually talking. But um, I think it's an interesting concept for me, ownership and responsibility. I realized again recently th- one of the reasons we're talking about this is because I realized when someone doesn't take responsibility, when someone doesn't take ownership of that situation, and instead they're using excuses or or reasons, depending on how rationalizing they are for why the they missed or they didn't do or they fell short of a um a deadline why that really irritates me that idea of why i've just got a list of excuses why i haven't done anything or and i was i was wrestling well why is that irritating for me and i thought well partly it's because the flip side of that a really high value for me is growth is development is taking steps forward and actually if you are constantly coming up with reasons and excuses and um, things of justification, justification, things that stop you from taking responsibility, mm. you actually, that's the biggest barrier to you developing, to you growing. And, mm. and so I was just thinking, oh, yeah, what? let's talk about ownership. Let's take, talk about responsibility. Let's talk about control versus excuses. Yeah, I like that. That's really interesting. And I, I like how you have identified that perhaps behind well, one of the things that is behind your irritation with such behaviors, you know, not taking ownership is actually um, not because, oh, you know, it affects me negatively, but it's because they are not living to a value that you hold dear and you hope for people, you know, part of your coaching, you want people to develop and grow. And if, even outside of that context, that's still your desire for people. And if someone is clearly not doing that and they're exhibiting behaviours which are going to limit that, that's what grates because you're going, you're missing out. You're missing out. Yes, it's maybe there's challenge involved and there's pain points. Oh, but on the other side of those pain points, there's a whole world of like growth and amazing things that, that could happen. Mm. And I really like that that's the driving thing, at least one of the driving things behind the ir- irritation. It's not just, ah. Oh, that's so frustrating because they're always coming up with excuses because that's annoying for me. It's like, no, they're missing out. Yeah. It's and really interesting. To put it in a low stakes example, for example, I did a lot of sports coaching over the years and we play for the same football team. I've got some football <clears throat> coaching badges. Now, if during or after a game, I came and said, hey, Matt, like one of the things that would help you do better and help the team get better is, you know, making sure when you shoot, you hit the target. And then afterwards, you go, oh, do you know what? It was just the ground. Like, I slipped. That doesn't normally happen. And da, da, da. And then the next game, 
you miss the target again. And it's like, well, Matt, one of the things you just got to do at this level is just hit the target. It doesn't matter if it's a perfect shot. And you're just like, well, you know, um, I was I was just rushed a little bit. And and actually, you just never hit the target. And it's like, well, you've, you've actually, you stop yourself getting better. You stop the team yeah. getting better because you're not taking responsibility of just like, oh, yeah, actually, I just need to calm down and hit the target and, and do that. And instead, you hurt yourself and you hurt the team from getting better. And you think, well, how much more is that in, and imagine at a professional level if that happened, where the player just doesn't listen to the coach and was like, well, the reason this didn't happen is this, or you know, they wouldn't last for very long and, and they don't. But that you see that all the time in, in different organizations where it's like, well, why, why didn't you hit this target? Oh, well, uh, you know, contractor didn't and this didn't happen. And actually there's just this idea that, oh, I, I couldn't possibly take responsibility for someone else letting me down. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, not to maybe focus on the sports too much, but it's always uh, an easy um, example or illustration. One of the things that I think uh, I find most impressive about uh, a manager like Jurgen Klopp, obviously uh, we are Liverpool fans, so we like him anyway, but in his uh, in his interviews and when when they're just generally talking more about like what either happened in a game or over a longer stretch or even a season, he is so consistent in going, basically, when it goes wrong, it's my fault. You know, I haven't done the job properly. I haven't communicated well enough to the players, the plan or what they, you know. And when it does goes right, it's the coaches and them and it's the players and it's them. And, and that record, you know, it is effectively, he's taking a position of ownership of when it goes badly and then pushing off the glory to others because... But you see the opposite of that, and you see um, you've seen that in in certain um, managers where they will do they will throw the player under the proverbial bus, or they will throw the the, the there was one instance where uh, there was a Premier League boss who who blamed one of the medical staff for coming on when one of the players had gone down injured, mm-hmm. and then that player had to leave the pitch for a short period of time, mm-hmm. and the manager blamed that medical staff for them losing the game, and you just mm-hmm. go. That is the complete wrong approach. And of course, what happened is it alienated everyone. I think there were, ended up being legal proceedings and everything. A huge distraction and it didn't help anyone. Mm. And so you just go, that's, you can, you can take the ownership approach. And it actually is a hard thing because you, sometimes maybe you are un, unjustly taking that ownership of the bad things. Maybe the player did make a complete mistake or maybe they just did not listen to your instructions and you communicated clearly. But in doing that, you're giving a greater example and you're giving them the freedom to go, actually, the weight isn't all on you, it's on me. And, and so that's an example of that done really well and leadership done well against one done not so well. Is there an example that you have, Dave, from your kind of personal life where or professional where you had to take ownership of something? Oh, well, you, I wonder if you ever have to. Um, Interesting. <laughs> but I was, I was actually thinking of an example... Because a number of years ago, where I was, I was sort of straddling two different jobs. Um, what I'd been given this responsibility to mentor a couple of a couple of guys on a volunteer program, and I would do like one week in one job, and then I transitioned to do another week or the next week in a different job, and I was back and forward for probably two and a half months or so. So 
I try and connect with these guys who I'd never met before. And I was trying to like meet with them and I'd arrange time. So in that week, I'd like send out a bunch of emails, try and get to them. And then the next week, I'd probably be like doing a night watch or something. And then I wouldn't be able to meet up with them. And this went on. And then and <laughs> I was I was transitioning into the responsibility to take on not just two, but like responsibility for the, the next whole group, which was going to be like 25 people. Anyway, I never actually met with the guys, uh, either of the two guys. And I got called into the manager's office and the guy was like, we're about to like give you this position. Like, why didn't you meet with these people? And I just went, yeah, I, I didn't meet with them. I made a big mistake and it won't happen again. And I, I basically, and it, he was angry. Like the manager was really angry at me. <laughs> and about so I, afterwards I went out of the office about four hours later he called me back in he said well look you took responsibility you didn't give any give me any excuses for why you didn't so I'm going to trust you and you know just don't let this happen again and it I didn't really realize it at the time probably <laughs> he was deciding whether I'd even get that position mm. actually like suddenly that was up in the air but my openness and just took responsibility took ownership there were loads of reasons why I didn't. I was straddling two departments. Neither of them, were, neither of the guys ever answered any of my emails or anything like that. But ultimately, did I try my maximum? Probably not. I, I could have, you know, gone and basically talked to their managers. I could have gone along to one of the trainings. I, you know, there was a number of different things I could have done just to get that face-to-face -face connect and, and pin them down. And I, I didn't do everything I could have done. They didn't do anything. But that's, you know, th there was still more I could have done and more yeah. that I could have done that made that happen. And so I just owned it. I said, this didn't happen and it's on me. And that sort of saved me a little bit there. Yeah, it's really interesting. And how I think even though you could have given some, not excuses, but like justifiable reasons, that, that key of like, did you exhaust every possible avenue? If you, if you did do that and it still didn't happen, well, then I think you can say, Hey, this isn't on me. Like I did everything, mm. but, you know. But but you but then, didn't do that. But even so, then, I would say maybe my strategies were ineffective. Like yeah, maybe I should have just known a more, at least, you know, talked to somebody a bit. You know, there's maybe I was just ineffective in my strategies. And as somebody who's taken that responsibility, it's my responsibility to make it happen. Like it, and and if I saw it wasn't happening, I didn't communicate that to anybody at the time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, it's like actually, you know, there's. Unless it's like an impossible job. And even then, you know, impossible Im things we think are impossible happen all the time. You know, mm. someone is making developments or progressions in um, new research and new development and things like this. So even things that we said were impossible 10 years ago are possible now. So, you know, what is what is even impossible? And maybe it's just, you know, so even if I did exhaust every known strategy I had, I could have included other people to help me solve that problem. Yeah. And so there's just, I almost think, yeah, actually there wasn't an equal effort from anybody involved in that. Like I put more effort in, but I didn't exhaust even close to what I could have done. Mm. So I had to take responsibility. I had to own that. Yeah, I like that. That's really interesting. It, it, in a sense... Yeah, we're, it's very easy. I'm so quick to do this to to come up with reasons why, like, oh, why didn't I achieve that, or why didn't I um, follow through with that, and you know, 
But but when we give those reasons to someone, I think inherently everybody in the room knows what's going on. It's like, sure, that's a reason, but really it's an excuse. Uh, you know, at court, it's an excuse. And we are trying to excuse ourselves from having done it. Uh, but when you take ownership and you just go, you know what, actually, yeah, I should have done this. I committed to doing it or I was asked to do it and I didn't say no at the time. Like, like, I should have done it. And that already starts to diffuse um, or to diffuse the situation. And just because at that point, people no longer have to go, you know, or I have to basically show them that they haven't met their expectations. Oh, you, you recognize you didn't meet the expectation. Okay, well, well yeah, and then really it does become as simple as, okay, well, you know, let's make sure that doesn't happen again. Mm. And maybe that looks like a conversation. Do we need to change that the strategy? Do you need more support? What were the things that stopped you from moving forward? What can we remove the barriers? Mm. And at that point, you've you've become a, a collaborative space again. That ownership has now allowed you to re-enter into that connection rather than I'm excusing, I'm not taking ownership. You're still in loggerheads. You're in opposition. And in a sense, you're refusing to uh, maybe be corrected or to, to, say, to own up, to just say, I didn't meet the expectation. Uh, and and when you do do that, it's, it allows for a fresh start. I think that's a cool thing. Yeah, and I think often these things are in relation to other people, right? But, and, and the fallback is, well, I can't control what the other person is going to do. As if it's like, I ha- I'm either someone who is controlling you or someone is completely helpless to what you do. Uh, as if there's nothing in the middle where I can I can be more effective in my people's strategy in how I've asked a question in in how I've reached out and you know actually there's a, a broad range between totally controlling somebody and being totally helpless to what they're doing and mm. and I think you know so often it's like well I'm they could have done anything and so well did you take and this is maybe where some of the Stephen Covey stuff comes into um, play with you know taking uh, responsibility but also how are you dealing with other people are you have you taken the time to understand them have you thought about how it's a win for them as well as a win for you or have Mm. you just gone in and be like right you need to do this for me well you know that's that's maybe not going to work very well yeah so interesting I just there, there are some aspects in that, you know, when you bring it into maybe a more relational sense or other than and a professional sense, but it works in both, mm. is that recognition of my responsibility uh, is not how you behave or not how you respond. It's how I respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, uh, I like what you're saying as well there, though. I can, n- not in a way to try and manipulate, but in the way that I show up, it can determine how you show up. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, yeah, I, it's like you can say, oh, I can't control how they, they respond or how they show up. Well, if I come in shouting, there's a very good chance that someone can predict how they might respond. Mm-hmm. You know, if I come in you know, more collaboratively and open and you know, to diffuse any tension and just go, you know, hey, this is my part in this, mm then you're already more locally likely to in, uh, have an open response from the other person. Mm. And so it might be a family or a, you know, an argument with your, your um, significant other or a family member. Mm. And if you come in and go, 
look, my responsibility here is how I respond. Mm -hmm. um, but also, but also, yeah. it's a professional sense. So, you know, businesses work with other people, other businesses, yeah. with contractors. Like maybe you, you've got a, a contractor that works for the business and they're not working out the way you thought they would. Well, are you going to come in and be like, hey, why are you not doing this? Why is this not happening? You know, you've missed on this and this and this. Or are you going to come down and have a conversation and go, well, what's going on here? Like, you know, what what, what are we missing? Oh, you're, mm -hmm. you're understaffed. And when we send the stuff to you, it's not how you can use it. Okay, so yeah. we need to do this to help you do this. And then it becomes a partnership. And it's not a me versus you. It's a, oh, I, I've actually taken the time to like own this whole situation and take the time to understand your situation, which is going to help me help you. And uh, rather than it being like, uh, I've come in. And so that's what I mean. It's like taking responsibility, it's taking ownership. But I think that's really difficult because there is a cost to that. I think the biggest cost is our ego and our pride because <laughs> when we make a mistake we like to protect that so we go well it wasn't that bad um you know we've all done it in a myriad of different ways you know again in sports i've missed open goals i've missed penalties i've missed chances i've i've not tackled when i should have tackled and afterwards it's like wow it's a game there was like 90 minutes anybody could have done anything else but it's like yeah well i can't necessarily control what anybody else did but i know really I should have done better in, in my bits of the game. And that's why we've lost. And, and it's so easy to sort of like blame everybody else instead of taking ownership for my bit and ownership for how I can help other people get better. And, and we, and, but in order to do that, it's like a big dose of like humility to be able to go, yeah, guys, sorry. I, I'm the reason we lost it. Like, I've owned it. But if you do that, that sets a tone for other people to do that and go, hey, yeah, like actually... You know, like I've, I've sliced that clearance and I, I've messed up as well. And da, da, da. And, it, and it sets that example. And you'd much rather be in a team where everyone takes responsibility and ownership for themselves and for the team than a team that nobody takes responsibility for themselves or the team. Yeah. <laughs> where everyone's blaming everybody else and everyone's got excuses. And, hugely, hugely. And for it, me, there's been a absolute world of difference between very, certain projects that I've been part of uh, working uh, as I have as a consultant and it's so wonderful when the relationship between different parties is collaborative mm. and there's just this openness to just go you know what actually just yeah sorry I haven't got around to that yet I will get onto it you know as soon as possible that's just on me there there have been others where um, it's remarkable how that it's nothing is ever their fault and then um, and it's always posturing and it's a case of like where you'll have some big bosses in this meeting and they'll be trying to, to try to tell the narrative such that all of the problem is another party's problem. And and you'll be in there and you'll be going, hang on, that's not actually what's gone on here. They'll be saying, you know, oh, we haven't received any of this information. And 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 someone else will pipe up and go, oh, hang on. No, we've sent that information three or four times to you. Um, in multiple different formats across, and there's a paper trail and everything and and so it becomes this horrible game of like whose fault is it and you kind of go at the end of the day surely we should all be on it like this is where taking ownership comes in and um tim elmore with the growing leaders podcast they talk about one of their sort of one of their habitudes habit attitudes is this difference between you know are you an owner or are you an employee and just that difference of you know the owner is the one that 
pairs exactly where the tables and the chairs are and exactly where you know if you're a restaurant and exactly where like the tone of the you know the volume of the music and the taste of the the food the employee is just there to pick up a paycheck and you know they'll do what they need to do but they won't necessarily go above and beyond and i think that part again like we've spoken quite a lot in this discussion about taking ownership over when things maybe don't go well taking ownership over mistakes but there's also just taking ownership over every aspect of what you are doing so in your work take ownership and go i want this to be excellent i want to take you know I've, if i'm on a project and i'm not even necessarily leading that project well i'm going to take ownership of what i have and make sure as you said like make sure that that's going well and if something is starting to slide or like i'm not sure how to do it who can i talk to who can i get advice from what what strategy do i need to maybe change or who do i need to talk to to get that working in relationships if there's a problem in a relationship, take that ownership and don't necessarily go, well, I need to accept blame for everything that's going wrong, but to go, what's my part? And actually, how can I start showing up such that even if the other person isn't necessarily on board with taking ownership of their own stuff, the relationship will improve because, you know, I'm I'm inserting good and I'm, I'm paying into that emotional bank account or, or whatever. You know, we've spoken about that before. So Definitely. I quite like that a bit broader. It's not just about taking ownership of, I made a mistake, although that's important. It's take ownership of the whole thing. Like, how can this be a win-win? How can this be brilliant? Yeah, and it, I suppose it's not even just about the mistake, although I think taking ownership of the mistake is when the rubber meets the road sort of idea is. That's when it's tested. But, but that's also a bit in the post-mortem. That's when it's happened. And it's like, mm. actually, I think you're thinking about, like, actually getting ahead of it, like taking responsibility, making sure it works out during the process, not just figuring out what went wrong after the fact. Yeah. And um, I was in preparation for this sort of conversation. I was remembering a story and it was um, in IBM in the sort of 50s to 70s. I think it was Tom Watson. And uh, someone tells this story about him where at that time, a sort of a young executive had made several pretty bad decisions that had cost IBM several million dollars. So Tom Watson... probably quite a lot in that day as well. Well, it's quite a lot. Whatever day of the week it is, I mean, it's still quite a lot. But And then, you know, like 50 years ago, you know, with whatever. Anyway, so Tom Watson, the sort of CEO, calls in the young executive and the young executive goes, I suppose you're going to fire me for these mistakes that I've made and costing all this money. He said... No way, young man. We've just spent several million dollars educating you. <laughs> Love that. And it's a good That's story. Good. And it's quite a good line. Um, and I think though it talks to the two sides of ownership. On the one side, he basically where he did own it, but also the owner didn't punish that mistake in the way that maybe we'd perceive most places would. And, mm. you know... I think if uh, some people, sometimes it's hard to take responsibility or ownership because we're punished ultimately. And it's, it's not the good outcome. You don't get to keep the job. You don't get to do these things. It's, and maybe that's not the best environment, and, but that is a reality for many of us that yes. actually we've got to hide our mistakes because mistakes are punished. And, and I think recently in one of these episodes, you talked about a time when someone made this mistake. They broke the water filters on uh, on, the, on the ship um, and they hid it. 
oh, well, why did they hide it? Well, potentially because they were afraid of being punished. And yeah. actually the cost of being open and the cost of taking responsibility was higher than the cost of sort of obscure, ob, uh, hiding it, basically. Um, I've lost the word there. Obfuscating? That's the one. Not an easy word. Yeah, I don't know uh, if I've said it out loud until I've just tried right then. <laughs> nothing like doing it when you're on a, on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good point. I think, yeah, what, where did we learn to shirk responsibility and, and to take, you know, to, to excuse and to find, to try to self-justify? Maybe it's because we experienced when you did take ownership or when you maybe were caught doing something wrong, punishment was swift. And so you learn that wasn't good i need to be i need to be absolved and not through taking that ownership but through not taking ownership that's interesting yeah, yeah it's fear. protecting i hide it i push the blame i don't take responsibility because the cost of doing that is too high personally to my ego and my pride and my self-image but also maybe like to my job positions all of these other things but yeah. i would say on the flip side there is a cost to not taking ownership and not taking responsibility it's the cost of the very best if i in my relationships don't take responsibility for them and ownership for how i show up i'm not going to get the very best in those relationships because i'm not open i'm trying to blame somebody else if we don't meet up if something doesn't happen uh i think ultimately if i never take responsibility or ownership for what's going on nobody trusts me they're going to be like you get too close to that person they're going to blame you. They're going to throw you under the bus, you know. So just don't don't trust them. Don't rely on them because they yeah. are not trustworthy. They're not reliable, and they're going to blame you, and that's going to hurt. And so there's a there's a real cost, I think, as well. You know, sometimes there's a cost to to be taking responsibility and ownership, but there's a real cost as well, which is maybe less visible of not taking ownership of not taking responsibility. I think that's a good place to end. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Uh, how, how do you take responsibility? How do you take ownership? How do you respond to people that don't? We didn't really get into that. That's mm. quite difficult um, because ultimately it's like, well, I can take as much responsibility as I want, but will you? I don't really know the answer to that one. Anyway, until next week, thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah. Go make it count. <laughs>